1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Nathan Patterson leaves Rangers in a record-breaking deal To sign a five and a half year contract at Everton Derek McInnes is the new manager of Kilmarnock And the rumour mill is in full flow With Celtic linked to Borussia Mönchengladbach back midfielder Hans Wolf Easy for me to say Gordon Riel And Roger Hanna joins us from home this time Roger Hanna, one day you two will be reunited Yes, you never know. Um, we're only at the 4th of January, Gordon, but it is all about the ins and outs already. Three newcomers at Celtic, three newcomers at St. Johnson. I think more than half the Premiership already have new signings in this transfer window. In comes Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock. Only a few years, three or four years since he was offered the Rangers job and was in Europe with Aberdeen. Now in the Championship with Kilmarnock and a big job on his hands starting in them three on Saturday and out as you say, for a record fee that could rise to £16 million, the most promising teenager at Ibrox since Gordon DL. Good luck to Nathan Patterson. Yeah, it's been a very exciting few days, Gordon. Uh, we were waiting for the window to open to see what we were going to get. We've certainly got a bit of business. Celtic, obviously, improving their squad. Um, big question mark was, can Rangers hold on to their, their biggest assets? Nathan Patterson, yeah, you can look at that bit of business. We'll talk about that in the, uh, during the course of the night. And uh, was it a good bit of business? I think it was. I think it was tremendous, Gordon, for a young boy. I know that the Rangers fans would like to have seen him being given more game t- at the time, but Tavernier's been so good and he's a captain. So it's time for a move on. New career down the English Premier League, and we wish him all the best. And a real surprise for me, Derek McInnes going to Kilmarnock. As Roger said, not that long ago, he'd been tipped for a Rangers job. Now he's in the Championship. 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch with the panel tonight. So don't hang about, get in touch with them and let them know what you're thinking. Nathan Patterson, the deal is done. We were obviously expecting it. Lots of discussions around that topic last night. But now that it's done, Rangers fans. Is there in black and white He is gone He is an Everton player It is a long contract It is a big transfer fee What do you make of it? What, what are your th- general thoughts on it? Share them with the guys right now 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Really keen to hear from you Kilmarnock fans Tommy Wright left a few weeks back We've had a bit of speculation in between And now you've got your man In Derek McInnes Are you happy with that? Is that the choice you would have made? Would you have gone for someone else? How do you feel Derek McInnes will do Is that the man to get you promoted Pick up the phone And let us know And like I said It's it's the rumour mill Very much in full flow Celtic You've already done A bit of business Celtic fans What's next then? Uh, names like Hans Wolf Being thrown around Carter Vickers and Jota Will they be turned into Permanent deals or not? Well pick up the phone And let us know your thoughts please 0141 951 uh, And Roger Hanna You're joining us from home Which on one hand is a disappointment But lucky for you Because someone in here Is taking the lack of football to heart And it's having knock-on effects For me in here Because he's brought a Bovril into the studio <laughs> Things I never thought I would see The place is absolutely stinking The last thing And I'm, I'm partial to a wee Bovril On a cold day if I'm out at a game But when I'm in here trying to do my work The last thing I need is him Sipping a Bovril across the desk from me 
Yeah, well, listen, if Peter Wright can celebrate winning the World Darts with a pot noodle, I think Daz can celebrate his first super scoreboard of 2022 with a bovril. He's um, still coming to terms with his defeat last Thursday night in the quiz against the Mushroom, which is a must-see if you can go into the, the super scoreboard Facebook page. And honestly, I was out in the car on Thursday night. There was at least three occasions and nearly put it off the road laughing at the two of them. What's your thought process there? I mean, it's about 25 degrees in here I just don't feel like it calls for a bottle Well, it's a ritual in here on a Tuesday That Roger makes a coffee Well, that's uh, for it So there was no one here to make the <laughs> coffee so, well, so I thought the easiest way was And the bottle's all there You pull it off Put a bit of water in Stir it on you go And I thought Cold night, I'll take a wee bottle. His laziness knows no bounds, Roger Hanna. That is true. It's one of those ones where you just rip the, the foil off <laughs> and you just fire it in the hot water. That's it. So it's got nothing to do with wanting bovrils because you're not here to make his coffee. No, as soon as I heard you saying that, because I've seen those bovros lying in the studio before and no one ever touches them. He doesn't touch them because he knows I always come in and I make the coffees and I bring the coffees in. As soon as I heard he was on the bovril, I knew exactly why. What he doesn't know is they've been here since about oh, no. 2012, so they've probably got a nice wee kick to them. But anyway, pick up the phone, folks. Let us know how you're feeling. 01419511025 or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. The obvious talking points are Nathan Patterson's deal. It's been one of the, the, the big transfer stories of the last couple of days, and it's one of the biggest deals we've had out of Scotland. Uh, that 12 million fee potentially rising to 16 It's a long term contract for him So you must have some thoughts on that 01419511025 Derek McInnes is the new manager of Kilmarnock Another big story And then very much about the, the rumour mill The hopes and dreams for the January window Whatever is on your mind Now's a great time to share it I think there is only one place to start Roger Hanna Lots of it was dominating last night But now it's confirmed Everton have got their man Nathan Patterson leaves Rangers It's a record breaking transfer fee For the Ibrook side 12 million plus the 4 million in add-ons It's a deal until the end of June 2027 We all know his story He's a Scotland international He's 20 years of age 25 first team appearances 15 starts during his time at Ibrooks, And he goes for a hefty fee What did you make of it when you saw it Picking up pace in the last few days? Yeah, very interested listening to the show last night with yourself, Hugh and Alec. Now, we all know how Rangers fans feel about Nathan Patterson. We've had so many Rangers fans over the last couple of seasons demanding more game time for Nathan Patterson. But, now listen to the majority of Rangers fans about this deal. I think they recognise the deal is good for all three parties. Nathan Patterson gets a chance to go and play in the English Premier League and will probably be on a deal of eye-watering proportions to go to Everton. It's good for Everton. They've chased him for a while. Rafa Benitez clearly is keen on him, and don't be surprised to see him get thrown in for a debut in the FA Cup at Hull at the weekend, one of the TV games. And also, it's good for Rangers because it starts this player trading model that the Rangers board have spoken about for a long time. And if you listen to some of the callers last night, if a player was to be traded... I think the Rangers fans would prefer Patterson to be the one who has been traded. He hasn't been regular on the team, as you say, 25, 27 games, whatever it is he's played in his Rangers career. And it will probably mean Rangers retain the likes of Morelos, Kent, Aribo, Kamara for the title running. And it's a big title running because there's a £40 million Champions League bounty waiting at the end of the season for the title winners. Not heard many people say that it's not a good piece of business, Gordon. There's usually two sides. Uh, to every story we discuss on here But by and large I think most people are heading in that direction And saying that you're getting that money For a guy who's not in your starting 11 every week How can it not be? 
A good piece of business uh, uh, I'm going to say Not a good bit of business I'm going to say A great bit of business Gordon Wow Really yeah, Really I'm, going I'm, for it I'm, With I'm that up description the, I'm up the ante tonight I, I just look at For the boy First and foremost um, Everybody A lot of Rangers supporters Phoned this show regular Demanding that Patterson Should be in the team um, I was always saying That Tavernier Was probably number one The boy has got to look At his career He's got a Life changing opportunity Evan Five and a half year deal His wages will be incredible um, He'll be probably guaranteed A few starts right away Gordon To prove himself uh, Obviously he looks at Scotland International um, Games as well He's going to try and get more caps on board For Rangers As Roger said there It gives him a bit of breathing space Because they know that people will come Looking in January And try and get a bargain off One or two of the so-called big players at Ibrox, um, the Aribos, the Camaras, you know, even down to the Morelises, the Kents, people like that, Hadji, for instance, who I think's a terrific player. So it gives them a bit of the breathing space because Ross Walsh has always said that they had to sell, they had to bring money in because they've invested so much money in this squad and Steven Gerrard and now Van Bronckhurst over the last three, four years. So for that sort of business, that sort of money... It's, it's perfect for all parties uh, Let's bring in Craig Who's on the phones And see what he feels Gordon DL really pushed the boat out Craig He said it was a great piece of business I think Hugh Keevens called it Stunning last night What word would you use to describe it? I, I think it's a fantastic piece of business I do I really do I think uh, Gordon You have both been right in the assertions Because you know But on one hand As a Rangers fan Of course I would have loved to have seen Nathan Patterson Stick around a bit more And maybe You know Become Natural successor to to Tavernier and and get you know become a surefire starter. But I think considering you know this is a homegrown player from Rangers, it's a player who's came from our academy and for years, you know, almost since everything happened, you know, ten years ago, we've not really seen that coming from us about a player being developed and then going for a decent amount of money and, and going on and hopefully going and do a good thing. So everybody had been. You know, talking about how great Celtic's academy set up had been and the players they were producing in the Tierneys. So for us to now actually be able to say, do you know what, we've got a system there that clearly is doing something right. There are improvements, of course, that are needed. I think it's 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 absolutely terrific, you know, to get um you know, twelve million up front, get up to possibly sixteen million. Um I, I don't think at the start of this season anybody would have thought you'd have got anywhere near that for, for a Nathan Patterson. Um so, but it's a credit to the player as well because I think he's been terrific. Um, you know, he came in at a time when <clears throat> when Tavernier got injured in Europe, and they, those were not easy games for him to come into. But he came in and he done brilliant well, and he fitted in seamlessly. So, hopefully, for his sake, he'll he'll get a chance at Everton. But ironically enough, he's in the same boat as he was in here because he's behind their captain, I believe, in in Seamus Coleman. Yeah, I mean, Roger, it does seem like the route to the first team might be a bit easier for him there, which is which is strange. Seamus Coleman's not, you know, always he's not firing, contributing, and available the way that James Tavernier always is for Rangers. Is he likely to get more first team opportunities? 
Yeah, I think he probably is. I think, Julie, um, Everton, it's a strange situation. They, they really are in bother at the minute. They lost at home 3-2 to Brighton there at the start of the year. There is a lot of pressure on Rafa Benitez. Um, I'm not too sure he could sustain a cup defeat at Hull at the weekend and any more losses because they're, they're precariously positioned in that sort of bottom third of the Premier League. Um, he needs new players in. I think he signed a young left-back, Mikalenko, from Dynamo Kiev the day before Nathan Patterson joined the club. So he's, he's clearly going to get these guys in. He spent, well, I think it's in excess of £30 million in the two of them, so I would imagine they will be getting into the team. Seamus Collins been a great servant to Everton over the years, but as Craig said, he, he doesn't have the same influence now at Everton as Tavernier has at Rangers. I do think it'll be easier for Nathan Patterson to get into the team. It was me that said that, but never mind. Um, Gordon DL, what do, you, what do you think of Craig's point? Craig saying also, you know, even he's admitting that he didn't think Rangers would get that sort of of money for him For a guy You know Who is relatively Inexperienced Again That's not a slight on him It's it's, it's probably praise for For James Tavernier More than anything You know if, if James Tavernier wasn't James Tavernier Then I think Nathan Patterson Would have played more by now He'd be playing every single week I'm, I'm like Craig A little bit uh, Saddened me The fact that We're losing A young Scottish talent That I'd have loved to have seen Playing more games up here Gordon But when this opportunity Comes around And you go to an English Premier League club and as much as it's Everton who are struggling just now, uh, with a five and a half year contract, that's just that's you made for life. That that's your your contract. That's you made for life. Nah, you you'd, can, be, you'd have won that. Uh, uh, well, I did. Uh, I get married three times, so that sums that up. Um, but he goes down there, Gordon, and now it's all just about the football for him. I, I totally agree. I think he's been very unfortunate that. As I say, the Rangers fans been on here crying out for him to play instead of Tavernier. Tavernier has been absolutely brilliant. His number starts up are terrific. So he's going down there. He's got an opportunity. New club, new challenge. Financially, he doesn't need to worry again. And I think the boy will just grow and grow and grow. And I think he'll be like a tyranny. When he went to Arsenal, everybody thought, what a fantastic move, a lot of money. I think Tierney's better than Arsenal. As much as Arsenal are improving all the time, but I think he's he's one above. I think Parson can do the exact same because he just needs games. And I think he's picked the right club where he will get the opportunity to play and the boys get the talent. Craig, something you mentioned, how important is it to have that, not only the player trading model, which is a phrase that keeps getting mentioned, but the fact that it is an academy player. Because if you've got an academy... You need the players within that academy to have an example, don't you? You need that model performer. You need... And uh, Rangers have been quick off the mark today, you know, tweeting things about Nathan Patterson's timeline and, and when he joined and when he signed his first contract and when he made his debut and so on. If, if you've got lots of players in your youth system like Rangers and all other clubs do, they need to know that, that there's a pathway there, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And I think um, that that is an important thing. I think you see it, you know, this season that obviously now we've, we've lost Patterson. I, I still think Stephen Kelly, I think he's a a terrific young player and I'm, I've got all the confidence in the world that he'll go somewhere and do really well I think it's it's crucial because and I'll go back to it at the other side of the city Celtic have been doing that for a while it, perhaps it started to die off a little bit now you'd maybe say but they have still managed to produce players and sell them to Premier League clubs Tierney even it was at Oakleflex I think went to West Ham so it's important for us to do that as well because it's not sustainable to just have to spend all this money all the time. Even with Champions League money, you need to have a, a model in place that you can build on. And 
it gives those players that you've got there extra motivation to know that there is a path um, to, to come through Rangers and go on to bigger things. Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how that continues to develop in, in the future, um, especially with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst mm-hmm. as well. I think it's like Steven Gerrard. He's a fantastic player, uh, coach for any young player to come up and, and work under. Yeah, fair point. Thank you, Craig. It was nice to speak to you. Let's bring in William who's from Paisley. He's down in Durham these days. William, what do you make of this business then? Are you happy with it? Hi, Gordon. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking my call. Pleasure, pleasure. Um, I'm, uh, I think it's a great bit of business by Rangers, to be honest. Uh, I, I just think uh, Nathan Patterson's uh, done us a big favour, to be honest, uh, by going there. It's sad to see him leave. Um, I think he's a, a great prospect um, But what I worry about is uh, The Rangers kids coming through Now that um, If they do get a decent player Coming through I think we're going to sell them on To be honest mm. Yeah I mean Roger that is the That's the thing about this I, on In a previous life on Clyde One Super Scoreboard I don't know how many years ago It wouldn't always have been celebrated When you lose good players Because in Going back in, in football You want to keep your good players But I wonder if that day is just gone now It's just such a business that you, Yeah, you can give a passing thought to it being a shame But then other than that You just shrug your shoulders and get on with it um, Yeah, listen It's easy to shrug your shoulders if you get £16 million For each of the young lads that comes through um, I think Nathan Patterson deals good It's certainly better for Rangers than the deal that took Billy Gilmer away from the club a few years ago to go to Chelsea. It's better than the deals that, that Celtic had to do with Bayern Munich when the young lads Morrison and Hepburn went over there. Um, sometimes the biggest clubs in the world will come and pick off your players, Gordon, whether you like it or not. But it's far better if you can position yourself with those young players that when they do go, they go on your terms and they go for a great deal of money. There's obviously the comparisons with Tierney who went for something like 25 Nathan Patterson, if this deal goes to £16 million, it is a wonderful deal for Rangers. And I think he can now become the poster boy for Auchenhowie and for the Youth Academy. If you come to this football club, if you do well, you'll get a chance in the team and you can maybe go and get yourself a move like Nathan Patterson did. I don't think it's unfair to suggest that Rangers needed that, Gordon. It's been pointed out many times what what is coming through. There are two avenues, really, that you would judge the success of your Academy on They either come through And they play in your team Lots of times And help you win Lots of trophies And we've seen like James Forrest and Callum McGregor Do that Or Nathan Patterson Kieran, Well Kieran Tierney Did a bit of both But or Nathan Patterson They make you An awful lot of money So those are the two Routes to success Aren't they Where I think Rangers Have, have got it right Gordon Is the fact that This is a very Very important season We all know that With uh, The pot of gold At the end of the season Hopefully for uh, Whoever wins the league now they've they've got money in and it's very good money and they've not weakened their side. As much as Patterson is a fantastic talent, he ain't playing in the side. Yeah, you'd say the, the squad's obviously weakened, but the starting eleven's not. Start, yes, that's exactly what I meant. And now what the problem will be is uh, Tavernier, if there's anything you know, you wonder if Rangers are going to transfer market and look for a bit of cover. You know that Balogun can go in there and fit in for a few games. I don't see him being you know, if something happened to Tavernier to be playing there mm. every single week, he certainly can fit the bill because we, we witnessed that against Celtic and he was ter- terrific that day. But I just think that 
in January when you sell one of your best players and get great money for him and you've not weakened, we'll call it, the starting 11, Gordon, I think that is very good business. Is this the way this almost had to end for you, William? Was it inevitable, just no sign of James Tavernier coming out the team? Is Did you always feel it was going to head this way? I think Tavernier's done a, a fantastic job at right back. Um, and obviously, Patterson's uh, game time is limited. But I just think... Uh, and in the future, it would have been one to keep, to be honest. Um, but but Tavernier is is the man at the moment, to be honest. I mean, the last couple of years, I think he's been absolutely fantastic for Rangers, uh, and long may it continue, to be honest. Thank you, William. It was nice to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good time to pick up the phone. We're going to hear from Nathan Patterson and perhaps you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. You can join in on 0141-951-1025 or you can tweet us over at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's hear a bit from Nathan Patterson. He's been speaking to Everton TV today after securing that five and a half year deal at the Merseyside Club. And these were his thoughts upon joining. Just over the moon, to be honest. Um, just really looking forward to it and um, buzzing to get started. It was a pretty easy choice, to be honest. It's a massive club with huge history. Um, obviously, we're not in the place where we want to be right now, but we can easily get there with the, the talent and the changing room and the, the coaching staff, and we have full belief that we'll, we can do that. Obviously, when a club really wants to, it makes up your mind early on, and I wanted to come here from the very start, and I'm here now, and I'm delighted. Hopefully, we can, I can come here, um, nail that position, and we can win some trophies and make the fans proud. We want to um, get good experience, especially at a young age, and I'm here in the Premier League now. Obviously delighted to be here in the, the greatest league in the world, so it's only going to put me in good stead for the rest of my career. Knowing obviously the, the, the manager here at Everton, and, um, and he really wanted me here, and it just really made my decision, to be honest. The first, first uh, question he asked me if I, was, if I was ready, so that's a good sign. Um, just really looking forward to working under him and can't wait to get started. I met most of the first team, although it's a good group of Good group of lads. Um, obviously, a good good team spirit going on, and um, everyone's made me feel welcome, so I'm delighted. And someone made the point earlier, maybe behind the captain again this time in Seamus Coleman. Uh, Nathan Patterson, when he spoke to Everton TV, addressed that point as well. Yeah, I sat and had a good conversation with him yesterday. Let me know he's a Celtic fan, so I had to get that in there early <laughs> on. But yeah, really looking forward to uh, working alongside him. He's an experienced pro, and um, he's been through it all, and just looking to learn under him, and hopefully we can work together. Just experience, try and grab anything I can off him. That's why I'm here, to, to learn and get as a better player and hopefully win things and go on and do well for the club. And if I'm working alongside Seamus, that's definitely going to happen. Let's bring in Gordon, who's a Hearts fan on the line, but has a point uh, regarding Nathan Patterson. Take it away, Gordon. Hi, good evening, guys. Hope you're all well. Thank you very much. Uh, a wee query, uh, Nathan Patterson, £12 million. Great bit of business by Rangers, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. A fantastic talent, there's no doubt about that. But Aaron Hickley goes to Bologna, playing Serie every every match, scores five goals. So what is his worth now compared to Nathan Patterson? Roger? Um, it must be very similar. I mean, Nathan Patterson is in the Scotland squad and Aaron Hickey isn't. So in the eyes of Steve Clark, um, Nathan Patterson is probably ahead of Aaron Hickey in his development internationally. Um it's strange, you know, if Hearts sell a player, 
They don't sell for as much as Rangers or Celtic sell our player. If Rangers and Celtic sell a player, they don't sell it for as much as Arsenal or Everton or Liverpool might sell a player. It, it's the sort of pecking order of football, if you like, and it comes down to what a club can afford to knock back for a player. At the time, Aaron Hickey went from Hearts to Bologna. There was a bit of negotiation and it got to a level where Hearts simply couldn't afford or felt they couldn't afford to knock back the bid for the player. That's why he went for a smaller fee than Patterson. But if Aaron Hickey was to be sold tomorrow, after everything he's done for Bologna, after everything he's done in Serie A, yeah, you'd probably be looking at a, an eight-figure sum. You're already eyeing up that sell-on fee, Gordon. <laughs> well, I wish. I think Celtic will get more of a sell-on fee than me get. <laughs> It's interesting Gordon Because we, we sort of spoke about this last night It can be difficult to compare transfer fees Because as Roger says You've got different selling clubs Different buying clubs Usually d- different players of different ages With different lengths left on their contract But I get the comparison here Because they're both young fullbacks um, on, on relatively long contracts So is that where you, you draw the comparison? Well, if I'm being honest I don't think there's a comparison You've got someone who's a prospect I.e. Patterson You've got somebody who can be left or right back, can play with both feet, playing in a better league at this moment in time than our SPL. Scoring five goals, got man in the match award. So I just didn't, don't understand how anybody can even think about that. I mean, the reason I think part of, uh, sorry, Hickley isn't in the Scotland full squad is because he doesn't want to play under 21 football. Nobody knows why, let's be honest about it. He's never come out and said why. But this is a guy who was young, went over to a hard league, Wanted to learn the language And that's hard for someone like that and, and again Gordon The problem with these comparisons Is it can easily go into you know, Criticising one or the other They're clearly both very good And Gordon puts up a brilliant case For Aaron Hickey With regards to Scotland He plays left back for Bologna And people are always very quick to say Yes but he's right footed And he can play right back Yes I'm sure he can uh, You just We don't really know How Stevie Clark feels about that If he says well, he plays every week at left back, so I'm considering him as a left back, and I've got two that ain't half bad in case you didn't notice. And, you know, th- th- does that remain a possibility? Go well, on, deal. We know how Stevie Clark feels just now because he's not involved in any of the squads. I think the boy has been terrific. He's, I think uh, Gordon makes great points here that it is very difficult for a young player to take up that challenge, go over to a very difficult league, different country, you know, learn a different language. And he's obviously, Italian football suits him down to a tee. We'll need to see how Nathan Patterson goes down to English Premier League, very difficult leading, uh, league indeed, and see how he settles in there. But I'm sure if Hickey keeps going the way he's going, then Steve Clark can't do nothing else mm. but put him in the full international squad. Whether he gets in front of Robertson is your next question, which would be very difficult for any player just now but I think putting him in the squad to start with would give the guy a good, great boost Final word to you Gordon on the line No I think it's a great piece of business with Rangers, I hope the guy goes down there in the forest it's good for Scottish football uh, definitely good for the Scottish team there's no two ways about it but the amazing thing is I thought Christmas was last year and some of it come early this year <laughs> well, You might get that big sell on fee yet Gordon, don't you worry uh, Roger, along a similar theme, Graham Tweeted in and says Question for the panel Do you think this will increase the price of other players at Rangers And perhaps the rest of Scottish football Will other clubs look at this and say Well this is the price they're getting So we need to meet or beat that in the future Um, It's difficult to say that Because each club is in a different financial situation Celtic have 
operated the, the, the 3D model for many years to great success. Rangers are now beginning to do that with the Patterson deal. But I'll give you an example. Young Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen, another terrific young fullback. I don't know what we, what we do at the minute, but we're bringing through some terrific young fullbacks. He's getting watched by everyone from Manchester United to Eintracht Frankfurt to Newcastle United to Leicester City. Now to Bologna, I think as well. Given the discussion we just had, mentioned, yep, yep. But you know, if you see he's on a par with Nathan Patterson, or maybe just slightly behind Nathan Patterson in terms of development, then what's slightly less than sixteen million, you know, twelve or fourteen million? But there's no way that deal would happen because Aberdeen, the financial position they are, if someone offered five million pounds. Aberdeen wouldn't have been in a position to knock that back so a lot of it's not down actually to the, the ability or the promise or the potential of the individual player a lot of it is down to reaching a level that his club simply can't afford to turn down and I think for someone like Calvin Ramsey that would be £5 million Yeah I think that was the point we were trying to make last night and, and making to Gordon as well it can be tough to compare because you've got different selling clubs different contracts and all the rest of it does it however to answer another part of Graham's question Does it at least Kick start things For Rangers Because Rangers just Simply have not sold players For For big money So you know It's Is it now Have they set a bit of a precedent Again the next player Might be 27 And he might only have Two years left So I'm not saying that They now only Get offers of over 12 million pounds Far from it But does it at least Enter you into that market I think it does Because We talk about Rangers Bringing this money in What this money will do is it will give Giovanni van Bronckhorst a little bit more scope in the January window to, to go and get signings. Um, I, I hope Gordon switched off his radio because I saw John Suter's name mentioned with Rangers. There's the James Sands from America. There's Andreas Skov-Olsen, one of Aaron Hickey's teammates of Bologna, has been mentioned as well. So there have been players mentioned as potentially coming in. And as Giovanni van Bronckhorst shapes the squad in his own image, the way he wants to you know, develop what was Steven Gerrard's squad, as players come in, then you might find that players go out as well. And as you say, it might be a 26, 27, 28-year-old with two years left in his deal going for a lot of money. And then suddenly that gets you more money to reinvest again. And that trading model really does kick in. So you'd think we planned these things, Stuart and Coatbridge, but Roger's sitting somewhere in the West Wing. Of his mansion in a leafy Glasgow suburb So I couldn't possibly uh, have told him the name that you were on the phone to discuss But he just mentioned it, didn't he? Yes, I just, I just mentioned it, yes I, I, The same source tell me that It's the same source that I know for, for over 10 years uh, Tell me that Joey Barton could be a Rangers player So he's no far wrong, this guy that I know uh, I believe he can talk just now As soon as it, the parts of the side on the dotted line Rangers on talks And he's quite a good young player, he's only 22 He's a good winger as well So I believe that he will be a Rangers player This is Olsen from Bologna um, If he does come they will hope it's a more successful spell than Joey Barton I'm sure Roger um, Is that one that you think has got legs? Um, it, listen, it will depend Like As we said at the top of the show about Nathan Patterson you, you need three happy parties You need a buying club, a selling club and the player himself All to be you know, content with the deal So I think they're a little bit away from that yet There are alternatives that have been mentioned as well But uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst he, He's spoken about the width a lot since he came to the club Steven Gerrard tended to play with two number 10s behind Morelos I think it's noticeable that Giovanni van Bronckhorst has tried to push Kent further out in the left. 
on the right-hand side. It was a couple of times you tried both Patterson and Tavernier together, if you remember, up that right-hand side at times in games. I think he wants those two players in the old Dutch style to play in wider areas. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if an old-fashioned orthodox winger was top of the top of the arrivals this January. I was shaking my head there uh, right away when Stuart came on and says I was just going to talk about this lad. I thought he was talking about John Souter because I think that would be a brilliant bit of business. I don't know if the lad wants to stay in Scotland or he wants to try down south, Gordon, but if you're getting money in, you're not going to have to pay a fee. Um, you can wait till the end of the season. It's uh, all about wages. Um, Connor Golson looks like he'll be probably on his way out if you know with the fact that he's not with the contract situation. I think John Shooter would be a terrific bit of business for Rangers. I really do. What about Rogers' theory, though, that a, a sort of out-and-out winger, a traditional winger, put whatever label on it you want, that that might be in something that I think, the, I think the manager I'll, feels strongly about? Definitely. The way the way he's tweaked the system and the way he likes his wide men to play, I, I think that's mm. very important to him, Gordon. It's a Dutch way. They like the wingers. They like them on the, the touchline. They like bags of pace. Um, you know, balls in behind. But wingers taking um, defenders on. So, yeah, I think the Dutch coaches seem to go down that route. They like that sort of a system. Suits their, suits their style of play. So I wouldn't be surprised and I'm bringing in a winger as well. We never get f- proper consensus, Stuart, but I think most Rangers fans who phoned in, the, the vast majority... Just happy with the piece of business and wish Nathan Patterson well and, and send him on his way. Is that the way you feel about it? Yes, it is, yes. Definitely. A hundred percent by the way. Happy New Year to you all. Well thank you. Same to you. Yeah. And you, Stuart. Um is is that what it all comes down to nowadays, Stuart? We, we mentioned it earlier, you know, there maybe was a time when there was real frustration or real sadness that when you when you lose good young players, but he's not always in the starting eleven, he's rarely in the starting eleven. And you get that feed Is that the bit that makes it easier to swallow? Well I think if they had just, Could you imagine if they did start getting first team places They may not be at Everton today But you had to you had to, get it, you had to go I mean, You must have talked to all his family His family said Bill You can always come back Whenever if it doesn't work out Which I think it will work out Because he's too good a player Yes he's fast He knows what he's doing He's in the Scotland squad I think Everton Will keep him in the first team He'll maybe get him in right away because the way he's playing now and the way he's playing for Scotland is fantastic. But it's a good bit of business. And there could be more business coming for Rangers, which I'll probably think there will be. Yeah, I mean, Gary tweeted Gary Moore to say Patterson's been given the number three. It looks like it's his place to lose. Uh, Roger, is there a is there a potential downside for him? Because it, on one hand, it's brilliant. And congratulations to him. It's life-changing that the contract will be eye-watering. He's going to test himself. It can't be a brilliant environment to go into at the moment. No, it can't be, and it's always the same, you know, if you go to a side that's struggling for form, the manager's under pressure, the fans are getting on their backs, but that's exactly why Rafa Benitez has gone and signed Patterson, and gone and signed Mikalenko from Kiev, because he knows he needs something to lift the mood, he needs something to inject a bit of energy into the squad, and he will believe that they can be the first of the January signing that can start turning round Everton's season and, you know, pushing them forward. If you look at the left-backs, the Scottish full-backs, I should say, who have gone down there, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, not only have they improved themselves, they've improved their teams as well. No reason Nathan Patterson can't do that for Everton. Thank you, Stuart. To one four one nine five one one zero two five Celtic fans, this might be the perfect time for you to call. It's being reported that the club have opened talks with Benfica and Spurs for Jota and Cameron Carter Vickers on permanent deals uh, tonight. What do you make of that? Give us a call right now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna are here. Two ways for you to get in touch. One is the phone, 0141-951-1025, and the other is over on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, I think he's been inspired at Roger Hanna. He's actually in here practicing his his darts technique after the last couple of nights. He's been gripped. Well, he was very disappointed last night. He was tweeting me just at the start of the final. He was backing Alan Burrows to win yeah. um, against Peter Wright in, in, in the world final. He was very disappointed when the Alan Burrows lookalike. Michael Smith didn't quite do it, but another world championship for Scotland, a second for Peter Wright after a couple for Gary Anderson. So it's uh, a good start to 2022 for Scottish sport. It's what we've established is we're good at producing fullbacks and darts players. Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I I like to boy, I like the way he plays, the Burroughs man, um, but congratulations Peter Wright, he, knew, he knows how to win games, he actually said that way back at the beginning of last year that he would win two tournaments and one was a world uh, title and he won it, well done to him, brilliant, congratulations and uh, to celebrate with a pot noodle and a cup of tea and half a million cheque, that would help, yeah that would help it always good to silence a crowd that still thinks it's acceptable yeah. to sing the Yaya and Colo Touri song after all these years. <laughs> that is the biggest crime against sporting entertainment I've heard in a long while. But anyway, the less said about that, the better. Before we get ourselves in trouble, let's bring you up to speed on something that seems to be uh, developing slightly. Sky reporting tonight that Celtic opening talks with Tottenham and Benfica over permanent deals for Jota and Carter Vickers. What do you make of that, Roger Hanna? Yeah, listen, it's interesting. Celtic supporters will be excited by this news. They're excited by the way Jota started the season before his hamstring injury, the way he scored goals, the way he created goals, and they've been excited by the way Cameron Carter-Vickers has improved the back line. So, you know, when you, when you bring any player in, Gordon, there's always an element of uh, a gamble bringing players in. I think there's less of a gamble if you know the player, if the player's been there for four or five months, if the player's a first-team regular and improves your team. And I think both Jota and Cameron Carter-Victors have improved the Celtic team. Yes, it's a big outlay at £12 million or £12.5 for the two of them, but Celtic knew that in the summer when the loan deals were, were initially started. Um, Celtic will be pleased by the way the two of them have settled in, and if they can get the two of them on permanent deals... I think £12.5 million is probably a fair price. John is a Celtic fan on the line. How much of a priority should that be this window, John? Uh, it's definitely a priority. Happy New Year, guys, by the way. Hope you're Thank all doing you well. Uh, uh, no, I, I think that's a great deal. And I, I remember I spoke to Roger or Gordon before about this. I suppose if it was uh, the, the deal was £10 million for Carter Vickers. So if, if I hear Roger saying there, if they get the two of them for £12.5 well, that's even better. But I think that Carter Vickers. I think it's healthy. He, he, he must be the mainstay at the back along with another bit. And I would get rid of Julian in a minute because as I've, I don't like the guy. Uh, but I think to get the two of the guys in for £12.5 and, a half million, and they're, they're two young boys, you know what I mean? As Celtic obviously have been a selling club as well recently as well now. And I think it'd be a great deal. But my point being, Roger, here... I, I well, let's deal with that first, John, because you, you cover some interesting ground. I think, John right, there was an initial report, Roger, which suggested it could take up to £10 million. Uh, to get Carter Vickers permanently from Spurs. And now it doesn't look like it will be anywhere near that amount, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. I would imagine um, when the loan deals were done, 
there was probably a, a price agreed, you know, should those deals become permanent. Um, for Jota, six and a half million, I think, has been mentioned, or 6.25. And I think about six million has been mentioned for Cameron Carter-Vickers. I'm not sure Tottenham would be willing to take anything less for the player. He is under contract. He is their player. Um, they'll be monitoring themselves. They'll be monitoring how well he's been doing since he's been up here. And they will know that even if they don't agree a £6 million fee with Celtic, his form has been such that others would pay £6 million or £7 million to get him. So I, I think it's one of these deals that probably works for everybody because Carter Vickers himself looks content up here. He's got international ambitions. He'll want to get back in to the USA squad again. And if he plays well for Celtic, then that's the best way to get him back into that squad. Let's rewind a bit here, John. What did you You said you're not a fan of Christopher Julian and you'd sell him. I was under the impression all the Celtic fans were excited about getting him back. No, I've, I've, I've said it for right? and, and God, it's an old saying in football. The guy's an absolute blouse as a guy, man. He's, he's too, he's too lightweight. Come on, I mean, come on, John, make it easier for us. What do you think, Gordon? Is I, I think John's been a wee bit hard on him. Um, I think that uh, he's got to be given the opportunity. He's been out a long time, Gordon, with that injury. I was there when he crashed into the post at Celtic Park, and um, it looked a sore one. Obviously, it's cost a lad a bit of his career. Um, he's on his way back. I think Celtic fans will look forward to seeing what he's got to produce. Going on to the two signings, uh, I, I said the word "great bit of business." Well, the words "great bit of business" with Patterson tonight. Great bit of business if he can get Jota, definitely. And Carter Vickers has been excellent. Twenty-four, not played lots and lots of games uh, down in England. But certainly by game by game, he looks better, more confident, stronger. And that would be another great bit of business as well. And I think Roger's right. If, if Celtic, you look at Carter Vickers and think, right, OK, if it's round about six million, if Celtic don't want to pay that, teams will pay it. There's no doubt. Um, whether you think he's worth it or not, teams will pay it. You get the two for 12 million. I think that's, that's doing good, good business. How excited are you by... The prospect of the the three Japanese signings, John. Oh, I think they look absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think, as I said to the guy that was speaking to the producer, I, the Celtic board must be commended for the, all these signings. Not, I mean, the, the, the outlay they've spent, and I think the, the freedom are really good. And I, I like the look of the, the forward as well. And if there's any, if there any as good as uh, Vikayogo, well, here's hoping. I mean, but see the point I was trying to make, Gordon mm-hmm. and, and Roger. I would like, obviously. Right, Joe Hart's done well for Celtic, right? And but as I said, we've got quality, quantity there, but we've not got quality backup. And I, I would like to see them sign another quality goalkeeper. And I think I've mentioned this a four a couple of months ago. I think David Marshall's still available. I, I think that's a great sign for Celtic. I mean, because he's still young for a goalkeeper, not he's only thirty four, thirty five, or whatever. And I think it'd be a great sign. And just want to know what you think of that one, Roger. Um, yeah, he certainly would be a very good signing, a very good goalkeeper. Um, I think it's worth remembering uh, Joe Hart got a three-year deal when he came to the club. I think Joe Hart's actually improved that um, area. You know, last season, Bain for a while, Barkas for a while, Hazard for a while and played in the cup final. But but Joe Hart's come in and, and his head and shoulders above Stop anyone it. else. Stop that, seriously. It's too early in the new year for that type of pun, Gordon Deal. I'm not in the mood with that. You think he was waiting for that one all night? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do as well. I, I'm so I'm I'm delighted he's in the house, and I don't need to look over. How <laughs> chuffed he will be with himself, oh, sitting with his yeah, dressing gown yeah, on, and his cup of tea, his slippers on, and his missus in the corner chuckling away as Watch well. In the yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She'll be sitting at the road, the family. But um, 
It'll be interesting to see You've got Bane in there What about backup up Roger? I, mean, I get the point I'll, I'll skim over your joke You know Is, is John not got a point About uh, An able deputy? Marshall will be, David Marshall will be 37 in March Now For a goalkeeper That isn't as old as it sounds When you look at his pal Craig Gordon How well he's doing at hearts And has just signed a new two year deal So David Marshall could come in and would give real competition, greater competition to Joe Hart. I think David Marshall would be an improvement on the backup goalkeepers that are there. And I would imagine after the last six, seven months he's had, it probably wouldn't be a hard sell to get David Marshall in. That's just one name, though, that, that John suggested, Gordon. If not him, is that a position that needs addressed? Or if you're Ange Postacoglu or you're the Celtic board, you are trying... To recover from an incredible period of upheaval you've Have you got other priorities right now Or, or is that one? Um, no, I think you've got other priorities Gordon um, Remember you've got a £5 million goalkeeper And you can say what you want about him uh, Still in the building You've got Bain still in the building uh, Joe Hart, um, unless he gets injured Will always be the number one goalkeeper just now um, so I would be looking at other other uh, areas of the pitch. I've got to say, I think, um, I know it's a very hard. Don't get one. me wrong. You, you can you can address priorities and no, non priorities at you, the same time. You, you look at um, you look at St Johnston. Could that have been a big turning point for Barker? You know, Postacoglu. Yeah, okay, you had to put him in there, but I thought he, I thought he handled it very well under a lot of pressure. New managers bring out new things. I'm not a fan of them, let's be honest, right? But I am saying is sometimes you go to another club and you become a different player. But it's not, but it's not just a new manager effect because Ange Postacoglu has been here since the summer and we didn't see Barkas yeah, but, until but, 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 late but, December. Yeah, because of the, obviously the form mostly of Joe Hart as well. Joe Hart's not going to be the players. All I'm saying, Gordon, is I don't think Celtic need just now, unless they get rid of one of their goalkeepers, really need to go... And get into that market. Uh, thank you, John. Other brands of shampoo are available. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I'm excited to see how far we can go into the new year without the pundits losing at Beat the Pundit. Alex Ray made sure you've survived at least one night of, of 2022. Let's see what you can do tonight. If you fancy. Making sure that record comes to an end quickly Then pick up the phone 0141 951 1025 You do have to call before 7 o'clock That's when the line's shut Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141951025 If you want to put a point to the panel We've had lots of discussion, lots of input about the move for Nathan Patterson to Everton. That's been confirmed today. If you want to share your thoughts on it, please do so. Before the news, we were discussing the fact that Jota and Carter Vickers talks have begun as far as Celtic are concerned to try and get those two on a permanent deal. So keep your thoughts coming in there. And Kilmarnock fans, where are you? Let's hear your thoughts, please, because you've got a new manager and it's a name we know well. It is Derek McInnes. Pick up the phone and let us know what you think. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I'm having a bad night Roger Hanna I'm having a bad start to the year I took the credit away from our poor contestant last night I said before the news 
that the pundits got off to a winning start last night and we could see how long they would go into the new year. But <laughs> Alex Ray lost last night. You don't even have any run to begin. No, but we've a run to break. Hopefully either myself or Daz tonight try and get one on the board for the for the pundits. Do you know what it was? I saw that it was we put it on Twitter. This is a bad excuse for mm. me, granted. Uh, and just the wee picture of Alex Ray and, and the performance last night. And for some reason, I just I saw the picture of Alex and assumed that he won. Yeah. And of course he didn't. I think it was narrow. Was it a 5-4 uh, last night? But oh, he lost. So as far as you guys are concerned, he's things not doing can only... very well, Alex, is he? Things can only get better. He's really, not doing very well. He's the the side there. Anyway, that's, that's rich coming from you. Uh, let's bring in tonight's contestant, who's Craig from Airdrie. How's it going, Craig? Uh, not too bad lads Not too bad So you all doing Good thank you And not too bad for your team either Craig You are a, a fan of your local team Promotion Of course How, how likely yeah. is it I, I don't want to Stick my neck out And say anything too drastic But um, I'm quietly constant If we can If we can add a couple of Strood signings in January I think we'll be I think we'll be there Or thereabouts Gordon DL's just desperate That it doesn't happen Because that way you'll have gone One step further Than the dream team duo Of him and Mark not Wilson a, Not at all I wish you all the very best Craig I appreciate that See look, Craig, just Craig, Craig, Craig doesn't want to get Dragged into that Those bad memories Roger uh, Hannah exactly. Airdrie are going great guns In League One aren't they yeah, they are good win at the weekend. I think it's going to take something special to overhaul Cove Rangers. Yeah. Paul Hartley has got them going really well. They've got goals <clears> in the team. <throat> I saw you, uh, the old friend of the show, Rory McAllister, got a late win at the weekend away at his old club, Peterhead. That was a big win. I can see Cove coming into the championship. Yeah, Airdrie, though, three points off second, game in hand. So let's see if your good form continues uh, and to beat the pundit tonight, Craig. If it's heads, it will be Roger Hanna from home. And if it's tails, it will be. Gordon DL You can get your own back For all those years of misery Right let's see what we've got And it's tails as well It's got the Airdrie Derby Gordon DL Against Craig So uh, Let's give Gordon Something else To listen to Just so that he Oh I can hear that from here That's loud There's no chance he'll hear your answers Craig 30 seconds Answer as many right as you can And you're more than welcome to pass If you don't know it Okay Let's go, your 30 seconds starts now Which Scottish Premiership team did Robbie McCrory join on loan last season? Uh, Livingston How many Scottish teams has Ryan Christie played for? Three In what year did Derek McInnes win the League Cup with Aberdeen? 2012 Which English Premiership side did Yosuke Idaguchi previously play for? Leeds Who did Walter Smith replace as Rangers manager in 2007? Oh, uh, pass Which Scottish League One side Sacked their manager on Hogmanay? Uh, Queen's Park oh, Look at that League One question for you And everything Right, let's bring back <laughs> uh, Gordon DL Gordon, can you hear us? Yes, I can Great, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which Scottish Premiership team Did Robbie McCrory go on loan to last season? Livingston How many Scottish teams Has Ryan Christie played for? Uh, three In what year did Derek McInnes Win the League Cup with Aberdeen? Uh, 2014 Which English Premiership side Has Yusuke Idaguchi Previously played for? Uh, West Ham Who did Walter Smith Replace as Rangers Manager in 2007? Uh, Alec Which Scottish League One side Sacked their manager On Hogmanay? Uh, Queen's Park Okay okay What's the verdict Craig? Oh, I don't know It's either a, a draw Or he's, he's done maybe one Good game I enjoyed it Roger Hanna will tell us Where we've gone wrong I've no doubt Which premiership side Did Robbie McCrory Go on loan to It was Livy You both got it You both knew Ryan Christie's played for three Inverness Aberdeen Celtic 
Interestingly Craig This was a complete guess From Gordon DL And he got it right It breaks my heart To tell you uh, Derek McInnes was 2014 Oh <laughs> You, you didn't oh, even know Where I was going oh, with that No I thought complete it was The other guess. one Complete guess uh, uh, Listen Hands up I thought it was round about that I was going to tell you Here's the I was <laughs> I, at the game I was oh, I was actually going to say Here's the easy way To remember it As if anything's ever easy no. For you to remember Do you remember the final Where was it I was at Celtic Park Why was that Because Hamden uh, Was getting Redone up or something no, Well the Commonwealth Games, Games And yeah. when did we host The Commonwealth Games 2014 That's the way I, I always remember tea cake The song Everything won it The Sorry? opening tea cake Am I right there Tunnock's the, tea cake The opening tea cake Roger, oh, Roger Help me out here Roger Do you, want to know this, do you want to know What really worries me Roger I do know exactly what he meant And, we, and we, that means We spend too much time <laughs> Around him I knew, I knew exactly What he meant as well uh, But that, that, that you, you Mark down the date January 4th The first time In all these years Daz has got a question right With a year in it I know And do you know what You look like You look like John Barrowman These days uh, You've got the same hair (laughs) Yeah you look exactly like him Anyway Keep going Gordon's 3-2 in front Yusuke Idiguchi Previously signed for Leeds And Craig got that Oh brilliant Craig Well well done done. Craig is level Um, Walter Smith replaced Roger Hanna Paul Le Guin Paul Le Guin Craig I feel like you were about to say that Well certainly Do you know what I I was actually thinking Leon yeah. And because obviously that's where he came from, but I couldn't get it out. Yeah, okay, I, I could sense well, it. He was just miles before. off it. Tried um, 2014. And you both knew that Queen's Park sacked. Oh, that's not uh, a tiebreaker, is it? Laurie Ellis. It no! is a tiebreaker. <laughs> no! Um, I'm impressed with you. I thought a man of your reputation uh, would, be, see the would be busy on Hogmanay and uh, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed. I knew that League One expert Craig would get it. Yeah. Uh, here's the tiebreaker. Not as. He, not as Oh, I hate these things I don't like this question Because there's not as much scope For you to make a backside of this I think Oh there could be Nah nah I think even you'll get close Right Okay Here is the question Here's the deal Craig I'll read the question I'll get Gordon to write his answer down And I'll then invite you To give me your <coughs> attempt Okay Okay How many different players Have played in a league game For Rangers this season So it was correct as of the 28th of December or something So we should be okay How many different players have played in a league game For Rangers this season Write it down, show me your paper please Gordon DL Okay Craig, what would you say? I would say 24 It's <sighs> close Craig goes 24 well, What did you I'm, say? I say 20 Yeah, you can see it in your face I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm actually starting to like Chris better than you now I can see the way you've built this up Well done Craig uh, how do you know? Maybe you're closer. I know, Chad. Roger, what would your guess be out of curiosity? I'd actually written down 22, so I split the difference. It's 26. Well done, Craig and uh, Airdrie. Ah, uh, tremendous. Good uh, man, we can't promise you promotion. We can promise you a signed ball. I'll get Gordon DL to drop it off in his old Airdrie track, so it's a bit tight these days, but don't be alarmed. I'll get the kettle on. Don't worry about Good that. Man, that Cheers, was Craig. Craig. Well and done. Airdrie. Well, New Year, same old you on the tiebreaker. <sighs> Just can't. It's, it's my Achilles heel. I can't go over mm. a tiebreaker. You can't. You really cannot, Mister T Cake. I You're was actually going to go higher there. Do you know what? I bottled it. I went right in the middle. And do you know what? I'm actually a bit upset because it's a long running theme on the show that you, of your disdain for producer Chris. You make no secret of it. It's a shame. You speak about him as if he's not here, but he's, he's right through the glass. He can hear you. I know he can. Who do you think wrote the question? I know who wrote I mean? the so question. You can blame me all you want for my delivery. He wrote it. I know, but it was just your smug look when you knew I got it wrong. Mm. You do it, you build it up. I, I just know that I've worked with you too long now. You're starting to annoy me.
Well, it took a while to be fair I'll, I'll take that uh, Right so 01419511025 Is it about The potential signings of Jota And Carter Vickers Is it about the Sale of Nathan Patterson To Everton Is it about something else entirely You decide 01419511025 David Gibson Before we go any further Is not happy With you He says I can't believe That Roger Hanna gave Rory McAllister the goal He says it has to go uh, To the goalkeeper Stuart McKenzie yeah, uh, there was a bit of debate yesterday. I think it was in the club's website. Mackenzie had booted the ball, yeah, the original Route 1. I think McAllister claimed the flick on, claimed the goal. The club are trying to overturn it with the SPFL Ooh. and get the goal for the goalkeeper. Do we have a, We don't have a dubious goals panel up here, do we? Do we have an, an equivalent? Um, I'll tell you what, I'm looking at the footage that David sent me. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. We'll put it out to the audience and uh, they can yeah. decide. Put, put it out to Daz Back in the day at Wraith Rollers If Scott Thompson had booted the ball at 80 yards And you thought you had got a toe on it Would you be claiming it Daz? Uh, I wouldn't need to think I would have probably got a toe on it So yeah, uh, Strikers go Always Strikers go Right 0141 Let's hear from you on the line Whatever is on your mind tonight um, Big news today Coming out of the Scottish Championship Because it's a big club and a big name Derek McInnes Has been appointed as the new manager of Kilmarnock It's been confirmed this afternoon He's <coughs> signed a deal Until the summer of 2023 uh, He's now 50 years of old 50 years of age You all know the backstory. Uh, managed the likes of St Johnson And Aberdeen Good playing career He takes over from Tommy Wright To be sacked last month After four defeats in five It is understood As usual Tony Doherty will follow I don't think that's officially Been announced yet So let's get A flavour of how the Kelly fans Feel about it Robert is in Kirkintillock Are you a happy man Robert? I'm absolutely delighted. Uh, can I wish you all a happy new year, by the way? Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yes, I'm absolutely delighted. I have to be honest, I'm actually slightly surprised he's, he's actually signed and agreed to come to us. I, I thought he'd have went to somebody a lot bigger than us in the Premier League. Um, but I'm over the moon, absolutely over the moon to get him. Um, but he really needs, he's got his work cut out because that, that midfield is awful. It's truly awful. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's still got it in him to pull the boots on. No offence if he's listening. Um, what do you share, Roberts? If I was to sum up Roberts' emotion, Roger is probably pleasantly surprised. Um, do you share that? Yeah, hundred percent. I do. Um, I thought when Derek McInnes left Aberdeen that he would probably end up back down south. I think he'd probably felt he had unfinished business after a brief spell at Bristol City a few years ago. Um, I think there was talk of him going to Ipswich before Kieran McKenna left Manchester United to go and take that job. And you then just wonder, you know, how long do you wait before you take a job and get yourself back in? Um, So when you think about it, Maybe it isn't as surprising as, as Robert and myself initially thought, but I think he'll do a good job for Kilmarnock. That promotion, that route to promotion is still very much open for Kilmarnock, either as champions or through the playoffs. There's plenty of games left in the second half of this season. They do have a good squad, but having seen them this season, I tend to agree with Robert. I think they need a little bit more creativity. And for me, Robert could maybe confirm this or, or deny it. I thought it were very one-paced. You know, and even in comparison to other teams I've seen in the championship, I think they need an injection of pace through the team. We we are absolutely dreadful. We are fine while we're going forward, 
But if we lose a goal, you can just see the it literally you can watch it draining through the terrace. It's absolutely terrible. Um, we do need an injection of pace. We need somebody that can actually put their foot in the ball in the midfield. We don't have that. And as much as I like Rory McKenzie, um, he is no that kind of player that will literally direct a game. And we need somebody that can direct a game. Since Sidney Clark left us, we have had the same problem. And it's no the strikers, it's no at the back, it's the midfield. We lose possession in the midfield and lose goals and we cannot go forward unless we're actually uh, sitting at nil-nil. Um, uh, we're just, we're, there's no fight there. There really, really isn't. But I'm absolutely over the moon. I really, I'm actually surprised he's come. I really, really am. But I think, I think he'll have his work cut out. I think we'll need to improve at home. Form it, it is abysmal. It truly, truly is abysmal. I think. I think honestly, he's come in at the right time for Derek, and the fact that the January window's open, he's come in there probably holding some good ace cars. Gordon Kamara are desperate to get back up into the Premier League. They're struggling a little bit. Uh, he's a big coup, as um, Robert said. There, they, they're very surprised that you know this is a manager eighteen months ago when they looked to the road that Kamara were on. Let's be honest about it. He was looking at bigger things. Um, I was a bit surprised Not the fact that He, he took the commandant job I think commandant job's a good job I think it's a, a good club Good people down there Billy Bowie's got good money And backs his managers very well And I think if they can get a team going Like Steve Clark You get good home support as well I know the Ayrshire Derby's very well I thought he maybe had just looked at it To the end of the season You know, he's been out the game, he maybe just thought, right, okay, I'll come in, see if I can get you the promotion, sit down and talk about it. Because I'm sure that Derek, when he left Aberdeen, wasn't looking at his next job being in the Scottish Championship. Because um, yeah, what do you read into that, Roger? Because we've we, we've done this for a number of years. I'm not really want to reignite another debate about whether he did a. You know, a a brilliant job at Aberdeen People can go that far if they want People can say that it wasn't good enough And should have won more trophies and whatever But surely we can all agree that it was at least a a solid job A pretty good job In the sense that he delivered one trophy Yes, people wanted more But he delivered one consistently high league finish And consistently having to deal with losing his best players So fine, if people don't want to go as far as saying it was great Brilliant, excellent, whatever We can at least agree it it was good It was a solid job he le- when he left, yes, things were not ideal, but it's not like he led Coma- uh, Aberdeen to disaster. It's not like his stock had fallen. It's not like he was sacked in disgrace. So, th- th- did that to you all point to a job with no disrespect to Kilmarnock, not in the, the Scottish Championship? Yeah, and and listen, there's been there's been a slight rewriting of history over Derek McInnes' spell at Aberdeen. Derek McInnes was an excellent Aberdeen manager. He brought them the first piece of silverware in 19 years. He kept them consistently in the top three, quite often in the top two. He took them consistently to cup semi-finals and cup finals. Uh, during his spell at Aberdeen, he was offered the Rangers job and didn't go. He was offered the Sunderland job when they won the championship and didn't go. So anyone who wants to come on and say Derek McInnes wasn't successful or wasn't very good at Aberdeen manager, I'm afraid I'll be able to mount a decent argument in his defence. Um, but you've seen this type of thing before. If you know, Look at Neil Lennon, who won a lot as Celtic manager and at the minute isn't back in the game. Jack Ross, for all, it's only a few weeks. 
Jack Ross won't want to wait too long, I don't think, until he gets back into the game as well. So Derek maybe just reached a point in his career where he thought he couldn't wait any longer to get back in. And Kilmarnock, Robert, the caller will back me up on this, Kilmarnock, they're in the championship this season, but they're really a premiership side. This is the first time they've been out of the top flight for 28 years. They're a premiership side. If they can get back into the Premiership, they can survive there. Get, quite often, getting back in is the hard part. And I think the appointment of Derek McInnes will be a major boost to their chances of getting back in. I, I just wonder, Robert, but before we let you go, what has this done to your confidence that this season will end in promotion? Give me your last night, for instance, or, or, or last week. How confident were you and, and how much has that been improved by this news? That nil-nil uh, game. Uh, I've seen us losing to the top four teams. Uh, honestly, I thought there's not a snowball's chance in hell of us getting promoted, especially automatically. I have to be honest. I'm a lot more confident now. But then again, it really does depend on who he brings in and whether he can motivate this squad. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm still quietly confident we will go up. I'm a lot more confident now than I was when I when I watched Tommy Wright's team, to be honest. And no disrespect to Tommy Wright. He was a great manager. He really, really was. He was a lovely man. But it just we just didn't click. We just didn't seem to have that. that do you know that one wee bit that pushes championship winning teams mm-hmm. forward? We just didn't have that. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting few weeks and months ahead. Thank you very much, Robert. 01419511025. David's in Kilmarnock. He's coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL on the show tonight. You can put your points to them on the phone lines 01419511025. It's time for them just quickly before we bring in David. In Kilmarnock to have a go at tonight's full-time teaser Now I like this because there are only five answers And I want you to think about it I don't want you to just fire loads of names right. at me I want you to dig into that extensive memory bank of yours Gordon DL yep. and, and, and see if you can remember uh, players that would tick these boxes Ryan has sent the question in to fulltime at Clyde1.com Can you name five top flight players in Scotland That have at least one goal, one assist and one red card this season in the league? Can you name the five Scottish top flight players Who've got at least one goal One assist And one red card In the league Great question Peter No What a great answer that was Well As great as a wrong answer can be uh, It was the best wrong answer you'll hear tonight Roger <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think now One goal, one assist Carl Starfield No I'm trying to think of players who have been sent off in yeah, games. Roger, yeah, that would be a good place to start, I think. It's a great place to start, Roger. Here's your little clue to just mm-hmm. tease you, get you up and running. Right. Two of them were for the same team in the same game. That was Dundee United, wasn't it? <sighs> no. Aberdeen. Oh, right, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm not letting you. If you think you're going <laughs> to name all 12 teams, <laughs> Roger. Lewis Ferguson at Aberdeen? No. Uh, who was the lad that got sent off at Dundee United, Roger? No, no, no. Forget Dundee United. No, he's Aberdeen got sent off. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Portis? No, getting warmer though. Uh, the centre half beside them. Uh, Hanlon? Roger, put him out of his misery. 
Martin Boyle, sent off at Ross County Yes, Martin Boyle Oh, do you know what? They weren't in the same game Actually, they're not I've, I've sold you a, a dud clue They weren't in the same game They were just quite close to each other On the same team That might give it away even further Oh, hold on a minute Right, okay Don't, don't blame me, for goodness sake No, I thought uh, He's only scored one goal this season it's one assist. Do you know what the? Do you know what the? See when you see the words at least. Do you know? Do you know what that means? At least, right? Okay, I never got that there. Right? No one. Martin Boyle. Yes. Right. And who's his teammate, Roger? A couple of weeks apart. Paul Hanlon does. Paul Hanlon. No. Paul McGinn. Yeah, Paul McGinn. Well done. Okay, Martin Boyle, Paul McGinn. Leave it there. Five players, top flight, one goal, at least one goal, at one least. assist, and one red card. Boyle and McGinn of Hibs only three to get. Let's bring in David. In Kilmarnock, our previous caller, David, was delighted that Derek McInnes is the new manager at Rugby Park. Would you agree? Do you feel the same? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, delighted. Fantastic appointment for Kilmarnock. And like everybody said, I'm slightly surprised that we've managed to get him and he hasn't picked up a job uh, prior to ours. That seems to be the, the overwhelming feeling so far. So, the, what... What type of appointment did you expect, David? Who, if if you didn't think he was possible, what sort of names were were in your head before this? To be perfectly honest, I was I was trying not to speculate, as you guys know better than I do. Football management is such a difficult job. There's so many X factors, you know. There's so many things can go wrong. And initially, I thought Tommy Wright was a great appointment. I thought with his previous managerial experiences in Johnson. He was going to do a great job for us, but that didn't work out. So there was a lot of names bandied about. There was a few that I wasn't really looking forward to getting. And then when McInnes came into the pipeline, I thought, my God, that would be an outstanding appointment. And uh, I just feel we're very lucky to get him. Why so confident then that based on his premiership track record, Derek McInnes will work, despite a couple of weeks ago acknowledging that Tommy Wright and his premiership track record did not work. I, I, it's, it's just a feeling. You, you get a feeling sometimes, and I just think that Derry McInnes is at a decent age. He's only 50. Lots of experience as a player, lots of experience in management. Uh, and I just think that this could... I'm hoping, let's face it, every Kelly fan listening to this tonight will be hoping he's the next Stevie Clark. Hoping that in 18 months we could be back in the premiership Sitting in the top half And back to where I feel we belong In the Scottish Premiership That's the reality isn't it Roger I was waiting and someone mentioning it When you have an appointment that works Like Stevie Clark Everyone thereafter is going to be compared to it And Kilmarnock have not hit those heights Or even close to it since No it's, it's been a sort of sorry slide If you like since Steve Clark left Rugby Park There was Angelo Alessio Then there was Alec Dyer Then of course that you know there's been Tommy Wright Club was relegated and and then those defeats round about the Christmas period which sort of sunk them below Arbroath and Inverness and Wraith Rovers and and really cast a doubt over their promotion credentials that led to change. I think Derek McInnes is as good a manager as Kilmarnock could have hoped to have got. You know, you, you listen to the points that you know David's making, Robert made before him about Kelly. I said it myself that they're a Premiership team 
currently in the championship, but they need to prove they're good enough to get back into that Premiership. And it'll be fascinating to see what Derek makes of the squad. A couple of difficult games down at Queen of the South. I know they play in a plastic pitch at Kilmarnock, but a, a, a much different plastic pitch down at Palmerston. And then a Friday night game against Partick Thistle at Fur Hill in front of the TV cameras. So it's not going to be an easy start for Derek. Interesting to see what business he does in January, just to try and inject a, a, a bit more quality into that Kelly squad. It's quite a fair and interesting comparison, Gordon, because on paper... I think everybody would agree Derek McInnes looks a really good appointment But we probably said the same thing about Tommy Wright I think everybody did agree that Tommy Wright was In fact we had Kilmarnock supporters on here crying for Tommy Wright Saying that he was the best man for the job It didn't work out <clears throat> I I was a bit surprised Gordon Because I think Roger makes He does make a great argument Derek McInnes That the jobs that he's achieved that, you know, Especially Aberdeen He was up there a long time I think it was just a case of he was there too long after after the, the years and obviously winning the Cup in uh, 2014 um, at Celtic Park, obviously Hamden and used for the Commonwealth. Um, but I just, I just, I, I was surprised when I seen it. I, I didn't think Derek, I know he's desperate to get back into the game. He's been doing a lot of TV. Uh, he's obviously still got his eye out there. He's been at games. Um, I didn't see him get in for the sort of a 18 month. I thought, at the end of the season get back on the ground but you don't need to provide a bit of stability I know what you're saying but <clears throat> does that sometimes well, just send out a strange message everywhere you know well, whether it's to players whether it's to board you know about commitment and I, I get your side of it but do you sometimes not no, need I think, to I think, I think Commander would have taken that no problem but where I think Derek's put his eggs in one basket here is a little bit he's looked at the situation look what Steve Clark achieved at Commander and what he went on to <clears throat> now I think Derek was probably as I say 18 months ago wouldn't have looked at Commander. If Derek is in there as a success and he takes him into the Premier League and he builds on that, Derek's looking, once again, his stock's very, very high. If Derek is in there and has a Tommy Wright, he's... <laughs> well... <laughs> okay, he may be one day. <laughs> right. He's an unconscious comedian. <laughs> I even like that one myself. Give that one I can see Susanna. that's when you laugh at your own jokes. That's, <laughs> um, and you didn't even mean it. And... They wonder then where mm. where Derek then goes because that's just football management, isn't it? But that's let just... me let me say that uh, at the championship and Roger will tell you. I, I I've watched the championship. Mm. Roger's watches. It's a very difficult yeah. week to mm. get. I'm out. sure he'll know that. Does it feel like a bit of a, a statement of intent, David? D do you feel there is a? I know there's always pressure on chairman, chief execs, boards to get managerial appointments right. But to kill the Kelly really need to get this one right, given the last couple. Yeah, definitely. The last the last few have been absolute disasters, and we need to get this one right. They've shown in the past. Unfortunately, when you're a Kelly fan, you have years where there's not a lot happening. You you're kind of struggling at the bottom of the Premiership. Are we going to get down? Are we not going to get down? Then eventually you go down. You think to yourself, we really need to get back up, or we could languish in the bottom divisions like other teams have done in the past. So for me, this is a pivotal appointment. McInnes has to be backed in the transfer market. We have to get a midfield sorted out. A midfield, as Robert, the other previous Kelly caller, said, a midfield's just not good enough. We're not quick enough to not the part. I think as Roger Hanna mentioned, there's no pace in the team. And, and for me, these are the two things, the midfield and, and more pace. And I think we could we could do well, but... Unless 
the board back him, then we're really going to struggle. I've not had the privilege of being in these types of discussions, Roger Hanna, but I'll take a wild guess. If you are Derek McInnes and you accept this job and it's announced on the 4th of January, you must have had some sort of assurance that there will be scope to improve your squad before this month is over. Yeah, and that's nothing. Billy Bowie has has backed managers in the past. Um, he showed great ambition to go and get Steve Clark in the first place, and was rewarded with third place in the league, European qualification, etc. He, he has backed subsequent managers. Not always been successful, but he has backed them. He's given them plenty of scope to go and boost the squad. We mentioned Colin a couple of weeks ago was talking about the prices. I think Kelly fans have still had to pay. Premiership prices for season tickets this season. The idea being keep the money rolling in and it allows them to keep a player budget at the level it's been in previous seasons. So Kelly will be spending more on players than any other rivals in the top half of the championship this season. There will be an expectation there to get back up at the first attempt. And I think Billy Bowie will back Derek McInnes to get them back up at the first attempt. 100%. Um, that's why he's taking the job because he knows he's getting the backing Gordon I said it right at the top of the show it was a good time for him the window open early in the window gives him that scope between now and the end of January to go and get a, a better squad and Kamarak supporters are telling you what they need Derek will know exactly what he needs in that team he'll know what he needs to get out of the championship and he knows he's been given a guaranteed Derek McInnes is a very very experienced manager very good manager he wouldn't take that unless the guarantees were in place so look for big big changes not in the dugout on the pitch at Rugby Park yeah I did speak to one Kilmarnock player today who was delighted with the news you would imagine it will go down uh, pretty well in the dressing room it always goes that old saying about it being a clean slate um, for players as well same question to you as the previous fan, David. How has this altered your confidence at getting promoted? Oh, it's it's upped my confidence a fantastic amount. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we just have... I can't really understand it. I mean, Tommy Wright brought in the majority of the squad that's been playing this season, and it just looked as if he had lost the dressing room. It looked as if the players weren't playing for him. He brought in a couple of players who... Were fantastic in the championship last season. The boy Daniel Armstrong from Wraith and Fraser Murray from Dunfermline. Danny Armstrong's hardly kicked a ball all season. Fraser Murray, the couple of games I've seen him has been better as a wing back than as an actual out and out winger. And it just looks as if he had lost the dressing room completely. And I think the night the game was abandoned against Dunfermline. I, it looked as if he'd actually been told before the game that he was getting the sack. I don't know if there'd been a conversation or, or, or what the story was, but for me, I'm sure the rest of the Kelly fans will be the same. If we had continued with Tommy Wright, there's no way we're going up this season. With Derry McInnes, we've got a fantastic opportunity. Thank you very much, David. Regular listeners will know I always like to try and find uh, all sides of the argument I'm not sure we'll find a Kelly fan Who's not happy with this announcement Gordon Deal. I think that would be too much to ask Yeah, I, to- I, I totally agree I think it's a, a big uh, statement From Billy Bowie and Kilmarnock And uh, obviously they've convinced Derek uh, To go there And convinced him for an 18 month contract as well So Derek's obviously bought into The Kilmarnock's ideas and I, I, I'm sure that Kamarnock bought into Derek's as well. He goes in there, and uh, obviously Tony Docker is his right hand man, very experienced pair, and uh, I think every Kamarnock uh, supporter will be happy with that.
Just remember The last thing you want to do Is go in And have a Tommy right You don't want a Tommy You do know uh, Thanks again David 01419511025 Let's revisit this teaser quickly Ryan wants to know If you can name Five top flight players In Scotland With at least One goal One assist And one red card This season You've got Boyle And McGinn Both of Hibs I'm going to take a stab We get one at Hearts Halliday No oh. He is not on the list Roger one guess from you Right, I've seen him score this season and I've seen him sent off this season. The assist part I'm not sure about. St Mirren captain Joe Shaughnessy? No, I'm afraid not. We'll get the rest of the answers and plenty more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. In the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, plenty of life left. On the phone lines though We're going to speak to Michael in a second Gordon and Roger We're asking them On behalf of Ryan If they can name five top flight players With at least one goal One assist And one red card This season in the league They've got Martin Boyle And Paul McGinn Gordon thinks he's got a cracker From during the break Yeah I, th- I think I've uh, narrowed this down to Hearts Okay Gianelli. Roger Does that sound right to you? I was sad, silly sending off Roger remember? He was sent off yep Correct Oh <laughs> get in there Have you got the St Mirren one? Well it was that pause in Gordon's voice I think there is a St Mirren one The only other one I can remember Been sent off so young lad Ethan Erhorn Yes well ah. done Ethan Erhorn well done Okay that means we've only got one to get no, And you'll bird. never get it No <laughs> chance bird. If you thought those were tough uh, And by the way What Ryan did If you've just Stumbled across this notion you go send us an email Fulltime at Clyde1.com You send the question And we test the pundits To see if they can get your answers It's quite good fun So fulltime at Clyde1.com Let's bring in Michael Who is a Rangers fan from Alexandria um, What's on your mind tonight Michael? Hello my points Just to tell the panel And mm-hmm. happy new year And tell all yourselves Thank you uh, My points my point tonight Is just a, there's, there's two Well three but two Roughly The one about Nathan Parson is uh, I'd like to say, it's sad to see him go, because uh, if he'd have got a, a, a chance there, and they might have made that, uh, that position uh, right back, uh, his position permanent. Also as well, um, I'd like to wish him all the best when he's done at Everton. Uh, and uh, the thing as well about the signing, signings coming in for Rangers, I think this boy Sands, now I've not heard much about him, but mm-hmm. I think he could be an R, he could be an R good signing for Rangers. Yeah, what, what do you make of that name, Roger? Um, James Sands, New York City, seems to be very versatile. Yeah, um, I think he can play at the back, he can play in midfield, just won the MLS Cup under Ronnie Dyla at New York City, I think. There's talk, and you've seen this with players coming out of the States before, talk of an initial loan deal with a view to a permanent deal. So it could maybe help cover Rangers... At centre back, he could maybe help cover them. You never know. Can he play it right back as, as cover for Tavernier now that Patterson's away? But it would so, it would certainly sound as if it's um, it's something that you know Rangers are looking at strongly at the minute, and he could be the first of perhaps even two or three coming in in January. You think Nathan Patterson will go down and make an impact quickly, Michael? Do you think he's good enough to go down there and do that at that league? Well, he's, he, he, to me, when I've seen him, especially coming through the youth academy at Rangers, you know, the way he's come through and the games that he's played for Rangers, all right, some he's not played through, some he has played through, uh, especially when James Tavernier has been injured. But I think he'll be, he'll, be, he'll, make that, he'll make that position at right back at Everton in there, his own position. And he will, he, he will uh, 
um, he'll come on leaps and bounds because he's no he, he's he's fat he's got everything that that that, that, that team likes at Everton or even Rangers when he was at us when he was at Ibrox he's got but he'll do really well down there and he'll progress himself you know because he's he's young you know but I think he'll he'll do good and it'll probably better him but I'm just as I say again I'm sad to see him going because I like the boy you know what I mean. Roger, you just wonder if straight away Hull is it in the, away in the FA Cup this Saturday? Does that scream out as an ideal debut? Well, you heard Nathan speaking in his interview with Everton TV earlier on. He said the first thing Rafa Benitez asked him was, are you ready? So it sounds as if he's going to go into the team for the game against Hull City on Saturday evening. And you can't ask any more than that. If you go to a new club, you don't want a month bedding in and running about training. You want in the team. You want a feel for it. You want to get the fans to know your name. You want to get your teammates to know your name. You want the opportunity to make an instant impact. I think you'll get the chance on Saturday night. And then after that, a game against Brendan Rodgers perhaps. Then a game against Billy Gilmore. And then a game against Stephen Gerrard. There'll be no shortage of stories with those games, Gordon. And that's what, that's what excites a lad. Um, you know, no disrespect, but up here you... You play with Rangers, he wasn't getting a game, Gordon, and I think he will get into the Everton side. You go up against his team, Hull City away, I think he will play in that one. And then you look forward to the fixtures. He'll be sitting there looking at fixtures, let's thinking, you know, I go to Old Trafford, I go to the Emirates, I go to Stamford Bridge, I go to the Etihad, all these, and against all these fabulous players as a young guy. I think, like uh, the caller there, I think he'll do very well. I think he's got everything in his locker to be a top right back. The only thing that's been missing from him, and that's all credit to Tavernier, was game time. There are numerous examples of players that don't quite cut it up here and do well down there, and, and vice versa. So it's it's not always fair to just throw that direct comparison. Look at Shane Duffy, had a nightmare here, and, and he's gone back down and, and, and done well again at Brighton like he did before. But Everton's right back in the last two games has been John Joe Kenny. Now, based on what we saw up here, yeah. Nathan Patterson, you would imagine, goes in in front of him. Um, well, based on what you've seen up here, yeah, I agree with that, Gordon. But John Joe Kenny's played down there for a few years, knows the league. Um, I think that they've brought him in to go right into the side. I'm with Roger, there's no point. They're struggling just now. I think it's a good time for a boy because if he went to a club that were flying, he's in the same position. The only difference is he's got a better contract. He's waiting for his opportunity because the team's flying, playing very well. He has to wait to get back into the side. The same as he was with Tavernier, hoping there was a dippy for him, an injury, whatever it may be. I don't think that's the case. I think he'll go straight into this side and it's up to him to keep the shirt. And I think he's good enough to do that. You mentioned James Sands, Michael. The Rangers need to go and sign another right back just Purely because they've lost one and, and try and make up the numbers in that department. See, see, to be, see to be truthful, the thing is about it, James Tavernier to me, I don't know, a lot of people maybe disagree with us, right? But I think James Tavernier has been a, a quality, quality right back for Rangers. See, since he came to Rangers, he came to Ibrox. He's played well, he's crosses, he's, he's speed, he's scoring goals okay maybe for penalties he scored penalties scoring goals with good angles crossing in good balls for the centre half who's been been in the the 18 yard box Mm -hmm. but to me okay we might know another right back but what I'm saying is uh, just in case for cover do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. unless unless we've got uh, maybe one or two right backs that's playing in the the youth team or the B team at the moment 
you know, then that's the only way. Mm. But this, but Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, I think, obviously rates this person because obviously he knows a bit about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know. Uh, Roger, what do you think then? Because the last what we see, season and a half, perhaps will be longer than that, since Nathan Patterson came in, there have only been 15 occasions where the Rangers manager either needed or wanted to start him a, a, ahead of James Tavernier. And there might even have been times where he, you know, he almost did that, obviously to give Nathan Patterson opportunities as well. Can you get by with just waiting and and, and using Leon Balogun maybe ten times or twelve times or whatever it would be over the next year and a half? Yeah, it was that one very notable one in the Old Firm game when both players were missing and the two goalies were missing and Robbie McCrory had to play and Balogun had to play at right back. I don't think. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will want to go on with, with one player in any position. Um, you see, you know, his defensive resources have been stretched a bit with the injury to Balogun, the injury to Philip Hollander, the fact that uh, Nicola Katic is, is out on loan just now. There was injury problems as well for Borna Barisic before Christmas, which saw Nathan Patterson pushed over onto the left-hand side. So uh, with Patterson gone, it wouldn't surprise me to see James Sands in as versatile cover and maybe another defender in as well this month, even if it was another loan deal, because that's the one area of the squad, purely numerically, where you think Rangers are, are maybe just a wee bit below where they should be. Michael, I know it's the first time we've spoken to you, so make sure you give us a call back sometime. Right, OK, thank, and all I'd like to say now is, uh, I hope you wish you all the best for the rest of the year and the rest of the season. Brilliant. But also, just, just quickly off the cuff, just quickly off the cuff, mm-hmm. another one that I think could maybe be coming to Rangers, maybe on the off chance, and I'm not sure if this is right or wrong, but as a shooter, the boy shooter of hearts, John Shooter. Well, Gordon Dale liked that suggestion earlier on, didn't you? I did. I think that obviously he's out of the contract. Um, the lad's only been held back mm. with his career with injuries, Gordon. He's a terrific centre half. Where's his most likely destination for you, Roger? It's a strange one because actually I spoke to Daz last week and we were talking about this away from the show. I've do you two do that? I can't remember There's nothing to base this on when I spoke you know spoke to that. I've always had in the back of my mind that, that John Souter and Rangers would be a good matchup. Perhaps it's because Connor Goldson looks as if he could be headed away from Rangers come this summer. And it's simple as, you know, John Souter looks as if he could be heading away from Hearts in the summer and it's you know, it's just me putting two and two together. I think Rangers would be a better step in John Souter's career than perhaps a Stoke City or a Blackburn Rovers. So when Gordon said that earlier on, it's because he stole it from you on the phone conversation you, you had a few days ago. You try to steal my thunder, Hannah. That's how he gets 90% of his lines got. Yeah, exactly. Right, Michael and Alexandria, thank you very much. 01419511025. Let's hear a bit more from Nathan Patterson speaking to Everton TV, uh, speaking about the Scotland squad as well, because that's you know, going to be of great interest to us and his role for Everton. Obviously, I'm um, playing at Euros and to- uh, top experiences against uh, great, great international sides is only going to benefit me. And I feel as if it's done that and I'm ready to go on and push on now. Attacking full back, um, I love getting forward and creating for the forwards. Uh, I like getting assists and I like trying to get goals as well. And it's only going to benefit the team, and I can't wait to, to try and provide for the team. The manager obviously likes that style, attacking full backs. Um, he's obviously huge on trying to, trying to create chances for the forwards, and I'm going to try and do that for him. Obviously, a 
huge Scottish talent have come down here and done really, been really successful for Everton. Um, Stephen Naismith, one comes to mind. Uh, I've worked under him at Scotland as well, so I'm sure he'll have a good few conversations with me. And I've obviously met Duncan as well. He's a good laugh. <laughs> it was pretty straightforward for me. As I knew as soon as I heard that I wanted to come down, and I'm here now and delighted. He's a good laugh. I've, I've heard him called many things, and I'm yeah. sure he is. I'm sure he is funny I don't want to suggest he's not In case he, oh, he's a bit of a case he listens He's a bit of a character I've got um, to say Roger The The relationship with With Rafa Benitez Is always fascinating Because he's achieved so much In the game And when you hear Stephen Gerrard You know Talking about him And many others Perhaps a, a bit colder You know Not that kind of Real man Manager as such But tactically You just wonder what Nathan Patterson Can learn from him yeah, listen, he's 20 years of age, he's going to develop, you would hope, he's going to improve, and as one of the corners said earlier on, we have to hope he does really well, just from a Scotland point of view, because we want him to succeed, we want him to go on and, and play for Scotland for many years to come and play well for Scotland and win a lot of caps, I think this is a good move for Nathan Patterson, I think he'll get into the Everton team, and if results can turn round and Rafa Benitez manages to Escape the sack at Everton. I, I think he could be a good manager for Nathan to learn under. See, just before we go any further, do you know he's just discovered, and I, I, I did not know this was possible. I don't know why. There is a computer screen in front of him, Roger, and I mean right in front of him. And for some reason, it's got the beat the pundit tiebreaker question and answer written. It's right in front of him. He's just showed me. I and he still got it wrong. I cannot believe that. I just looked out to my left hand side. How many different <laughs> players have played in a league game for Rangers this season? Twenty six. It's right in front of me. I'd have been cheating. I cannot believe you didn't notice that. Oh, I don't I know what I'm, it's doing there, so I'm, I'm glad gutted. you didn't. Uh, quickly before we go, Roger, one other uh, thing I wanted to to ask about Nathan Patterson because we've heard earlier, right? He now needs to be the poster boy for the Rangers Academy. It's not had that level of success in recent seasons, so he's now the poster boy. Is he now another poster boy for the Scottish FA's performance schools? Because Billy Gilmore is was the poster boy. That um, was a great success story for those performance schools. That you know, a few years after they were set up, they sent two players or helped send two players to the Euros, and now they've got a multi-million pound move to Everton. Yeah, of course, and listen, the SFA can take great pride in it. I presume you're bringing it up because you've got contract renewal talks with the SFA to do the Scottish Cup draw for the oh, rest. Oh, I think you'll find it's been a while since I did one of them. I think you need to update your. You need to update. It's not. It's not like you to get these things wrong. I've, I was. I was surplus to requirements a long time ago. I'm only teasing. Um, yeah, listen, you've seen all the pictures of... You saw them in the Euros last summer when the, the two young lads, Patterson and Gilmer, were both called up by Steve Clark. The pictures of them together uh, as younger guys going through the performance school. And you would like to think they are just going to be the first of many who can go from young schoolboys going into that system, going right the way through the system, coming into the Scotland team at a young age and making their mark in the English Premier League or wherever the game takes them Right, one more answer on this teaser I told you it was a brutal one Just to quickly recap the question Ryan sent an email to fulltime at Clyde1.com As you should I know some of you have got a few days left Maybe if you're lucky before you go back to work Why not uh, set up a question for us Can you name five top flight players Who've got at least one goal One assist And one red card in the top flight You've got Erahon, Janelli, McGinn and Boyle so far So that means you've only got one to get You got it Roger 
I'm down to three. What about the lad who's just gone for Ross County to Hibs? Harry Clark? No. no. Give us a clue. There was also, I'm trying to think of other ones I've seen been set off. Chris Kane? Nope. Hurry up, Roger. I have to go home. My last shot at it, Max Anderson of Dundee. You're going to need another clue. It's an yeah. Aberdeen player, and I did tell you it was difficult because he doesn't, you know, doesn't, he doesn't spring to mind when you suggest Aberdeen Ramirez? names. No, oh, he doesn't spring to mind. You've named the main striker and top scorer. He didn't spring to my mind. He's a lot more obscure than that than Ramirez. Okay. Not Calvin Ramsey, is nah, it? No, it's not. I'll just put you out your misery. I think. Teddy Jenks. Tough. Oh, oh, that's tough isn't it yeah very yeah. tough uh, thank you Roger Hanna hopefully you're back with us in the studio next week thank you Gordon DL and thank you for all your calls your tweets and your company tonight we are back tomorrow evening from 6 o'clock so make sure you join us then who knows what Scottish football will throw up tomorrow Callum Gallagher is up next